1: It's a beautiful day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. I am your host, Jamie Rodriguez, and I humbly welcome you to episode number 100. 100 episodes, guys. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing to each one of you that have believes in our show, that listens to the program, whether you're driving, whether you're working out, whether you enjoy the video versions on our social media channels. What a blessing that we share the same energy. Each one of you listening right now, we share an energy, a love for music, a passion for life. And I thank you for being part of this journey. I humbly welcome you to continue on the path with me, but I wanted to welcome you to episode number 100. Now, guys, episode 100 requires a special guest, not an everyday situation, and we're so honored to welcome singer-songwriter Judy Blank to the show. Judy Blank, ladies and gentlemen, is just a gift of an artist from the Netherlands with a heart of gold, a rainbow heart that spreads love with her music all over the world. She was the first Dutch artist to play Americana Fest in the United States. And she is, of course, huge in her native country. She plays Pink Pop and a bunch of major festivals around Europe. Uh, you know, she has, um, she recently recorded her, her album in Sac Brown Studio in Nashville. Um, you know, she, uh, in Southern Ground Studios. She, her music is absolutely fantastic. You know, she, her last record was released in 2018 and it has a bunch of, uh, Just classic songs already, among them like Goldmine 1995. And it's just, uh, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful uh, piece of art, guys. And Judy Blank is someone who we've wanted on the show for a long time. Because not only is her music and songwriting fantastic, but she's got a heart of gold. So we wanted kind of to get a little bit of that juice, selfishly, and share it with all you guys, the listeners. Because uh, she is just starting her career and she's already left a huge mark in Americana and songwriting music, so you're going to know about Judy Blank for years and years to come. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. If you're new, you know, you can find out more about us at jrodconcertspodcast.com. You can follow our social media channels, uh, Instagram, jrodconcertspodcast, and uh, judyblank.com if you want to find out more about our gifted and wonderful guest. Welcome to episode 100 of J. Rod Concerts the podcast. Judy Blank, how are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm so happy we finally got to work this out.
1: You're the hardest working woman in show business. Never mind, no, never mind Holland, never mind Europe. <laughs> oh. Show business, you're always on the move. You're always putting out new music, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. So I, you know, thank you for your time.
0: Is that what it looks like to you?
1: That's what it looks like, Yes.
0: Oh, well, well done. I'm just so curious how you know me because uh, you've done interviews with a lot of interesting and great people. And I'm just curious how a guy in Florida finds out about the existence of Judy Blank.
1: Sure, sure. That's a good question. Well, you first came into our radar, I want to say, when you played Americana Fest last year, maybe.
0: Oh, nice.
1: I think that's the first time that, you know, it was like the first Dutch person to perform And I think we heard something uh, from when the storm hits, and it was like, okay, that's good stuff right there. You know, you know how your brain just knows.
0: Really, I'm so curious that you um, that that is the album that uh, you heard because I was 19 when I did that, and it doesn't feel like something that was mine at all. Right. uh, In the way you describe it, it's so different. It's very
1: different from from your new stuff. I, I agree, but but yeah, I think that's how it happened, and. You know, I've been, I've been in, you know, my background is in radio and, and I like to think my job is always to find good stuff and like tell people about it. I, that's my mission, you know, so, so, you know, it's, it, it's a novel mission. It's not that important, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Oh, it is super important. <laughs> it really is. Cause it, um, it really helps make people feel things, you know,
1: Absolutely. music,
0: Absolutely. um, And especially backstories. I was just listening to a podcast uh, that Aaron Lee Taschen shared. Uh Um, And he was talking about how he was in a band that I had no clue about. Because I I only know him from his solo stuff. But he was talking about him being in a band. I think it was the Madison Square Gardeners. Hmm. And he was talking about Rich Hinman. Interesting. The famous pedal steel guy and he said in this podcast that rich hinman didn't play the pedal steel until they were in that band together and he wanted to play the pedal steel so he learned but that was such it that's information you're never going to find anywhere so unless someone talks to you about it. Uh, you so go. it's really interesting. <laughs> I love this. No,
1: absolutely, but you know, you're know, you such a great artist. Like, and you're like the coolest person ever. I mean, you're so talented. Your voice is amazing. We're obsessed with your songwriting. I wanna talk to you about your songwriting in a second. I mean, the way the other day when Tom Petty's 70th birthday was being celebrated and you just went into some random, into your car, whatever, your Jeep, you first yes. out your guitar, and you're like, I'm just gonna cover, I won't back down and you killed it. It's like, oh my God, this girl, so good. And you're so cool. You know, you're fat. I mean, you're so colorful. You wear those red backpacks, those Japanese back. You're always bringing color to people's lives, Judy. That's the only way to say it.
0: My God. Can I use that as a quote on my website? <laughs> I love that.
1: You know, so, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Um, so first of all, Judy, I do want to ask you, you know, let's start with like important, but basic, how are you doing with COVID? I know the Netherlands is kind of having a little re- bit of a rebound. How is your family and everyone doing?
0: Well, thankfully my family is all good and uh, me and my baby brother are still working on the Jeep <laughs> in a free time and that's still legal. Um, and frankly, I have, you've met me at, or, you know, heard about me during the Americana Fest uh, 2019 and 2019 was probably my most crazy year yeah. ever. Um, and it's, interesting how easy you can lose yourself into things going well um, Mm -hmm. and wanting to maintain that kind of standard but I kind of forgot what it was like to relax and to write songs because I felt them and I felt like the need to be productive the entire time but that also meant I did a lot of things that didn't necessarily bring me a lot of energy so I was constantly exhausted right um i i felt like i had no time to work out uh Mm -hmm. i have i had a gym subscription that's like a three minute walk from my house and i i had no time uh and i learned a couple of things this pandemic because i have been able to play a few shows and i love that i love my quiet songs and i love that everyone was just sitting down and enjoying them um but I also learned how to balance things out a little bit better than I used to. Um, And I learned how to say no, which was an important one. Sure. Um, I remember in 2019, I was uh, having coffee with Sam Lewis, who you may know, fantastic songwriter and artist. And we were having coffee and he said, Judy, you have to know the magic word in this business. And I said, (laughs) (laughs) and he he just looked at me and he went, no, the word (laughs) is no. (laughs) So um, at the time I couldn't really, I felt like I'm way too busy to use his advice right now, but now I've had the time to recap you late. And I don't know, I've gotten better at it. I tried to only do the stuff that makes me happy. And stuff that's absolutely necessary. And uh, it's made my life a lot easier. Sure. And I have good faith, Jamie, that the world will open absolutely. up at some point. And uh, I'm excited for things like this. Yeah. And for intercontinental collapse to happen uh, through the internet.
1: I know. Interesting, right? But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm almost glad the way the universe turned out for you. Because everyone had this force plug. And you put in all this work yeah, you were exhausted, all this stuff, but you threw out so many of the Judy blank seats all over, all over. And maybe this year, you know, they start seeping in. Some of these take time. And by the time the world returns to normal, you're going to be refreshed and ready to go. You know, it's going to be great.
0: That's my outlook on it. And I feel like now that I've had time to process everything that has happened, um, I feel like I would do a better job next time. So if if the Americana people would, Ask me if i wanted to play again i would love to but i would also hire someone to do some stuff for me so that i wouldn't right. go mental in that week
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's amazing how the little things just take so much energy you know
0: yes yeah absolutely. yeah and uh, my friend pablo f- von der poel he's in a band called the wolf and we just had a, f- huh? a photo shoot today as you know nice. for a new project we started um but he said uh yeah, there are things that other people can do, and there are things that only you can do. Mm. And you should focus on the things that only you can do. No one can go up and write those, uh, sing those songs, or write those yeah. songs in your bedroom. That's stuff you have to do. But if, if there's things that other people do better than you, then you should let them do that if, you, I like if that. you have a chance.
1: I like that advice. There's only one Judy Blank, you know, so just let that Judy Blank color shine. The rest, yeah. The paperwork, anyone can do that stuff. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Judy, I want to talk, I mean, look, I was listening to stuff like 1995 earlier, Goldmine the past couple of days. And, and I said, I, I just have to ask Judy about some the songwriting because like, you're just like so amazing in it. I mean, which, one, which is the one that was um, Riverbed. It shook me every freaking time, man. So I'm like, when you're working, Judy, I have to ask you, like, because people think being a musician is so fun and games, and your social media is so colorful and fun, but it's all kinds of work. It's real work. Um, so I'm wondering, like, when you are going to songwrite, when when you're like, okay, I'm going to write a song, is it like, you know, all right, everybody, I'm going to go from nine to five, lock myself in a cabin and like, come back out. Or is it like when the inspiration hits kind of thing?
0: Uh, it's nine out of 10 times. It's a, we'll see when the inspiration hits kind of thing. Um, and sometimes when you choose not to be creative, that's when it hits you. And Uh, I love it when that happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, because when you're constantly pressuring yourself to write something, I need to write something, I need to be creative, Uh, your inner critic is also going to be there the whole time. Sure. And when you decide to not write, you also kind of give your inner inner critic a week off or something. Mm, And I feel like when I'm living my normal life, doing my groceries, going for coffee walks, reading books and watching weird movies... That is when my inspiration hits. I love it. Yeah. And when you give yourself time to think about your thoughts, um, they come out as songs way easier than when you force yourself to uh, just write something because you need a new song right now.
1: Interesting. Okay. That's
0: 90% of the time. I can also assure you that takes a lot of time because sometimes I'm just waiting for songs. I actually have that uh, Dan Auerbach record on my record player right now, waiting okay. on a song.
1: Oh, yeah. Is
0: it? Yeah. It's so funny how that rings true and how he just wrote a song about wanting to write his song.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> waiting, for a, waiting for a song.
1: <laughs> and it's a great song. Yeah. I love it. It's a
0: great song, great <laughs> album. Yes.
1: Cool. Yeah, because we've had some people, I know I, I had a comedian once and, and, and in the show and, and they said, Jamie, I, have, I always carry a notepad with me. I need to do that discipline. Even if it's a crap joke and I throw it away, I need to write something down every day, but it, it doesn't seem to be your approach. It's fine.
0: Cool. Well, I do have my phone on me all the time. Right. Um, so actually I just wrote a, a little idea down just before we went into this uh, convo. So what was it? Oh, it was... Uh, do I breathe because I live or do I live because I breathe?
1: Oh, oh my God. That's great. You just came with that. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. You have to copyright that by the time this goes live. That's yeah. that's, <laughs> amazing. that's great. I love that.
0: But that's something that it's not, it's not like I'm trying to write a song now. I was just sitting down with a guitar and then I put it down and then that came to mind. Uh, so sometimes inspiration just hits you in weird ways. Yeah. Unexpectedly. And that's when I like it the best because that's when it's genuine. It's your subconscious trying to tell you something.
1: Amazing, Judy. And by the way, like, I, you know, I'm sorry to ask about this, but like, I'm not a musician and I'm fascinated with the creative process. So when I get someone like you, I like to get as much as I can. Um, do you ever get self conscious? And the, my, what I mean by that is um, when I was in college once, like, you know, they, they asked you, like, I had like a poetry class and they asked you, okay, write something about a trauma you had or whatever. And like, you know, we did one for like, you know, I had like my, my parents' trauma, whatever. I just put something, and it was like so bad. And I'm like, I put myself out there and it was so terrible and I felt so self-conscious. Does that ever happen to you? Do you ever have that fear or not at all?
0: I think over the years I've learned that writing true music and writing honest music mm-hmm. for me, a lot of the times is actually autobiographical. So I, I know that I can relate to a song if it comes from a real place and it won't get old. Um, yeah. So if I, if I would make something up completely that was not derived from my own life or from someone I know, I know that I would not be singing that for years and years and years. Um, so I try to write about stuff that I feel, which yeah. is hard because you don't always feel like explaining yourself. And I don't know if you're like me and sometimes just don't want to talk about your feelings. When I feel like I don't want to talk about my feelings, I bottle sure. things up mm. and uh, I don't always want to talk to my guitar, if that makes sense. I don't yeah, always absolutely. want to put my feelings out there. Um, and yeah. what's also hard for me is when you're in a relationship, it can also be weird to write songs sometimes uh, to, I don't know, to give the music the space without insulting anyone or. Yeah, I uh, can imagine that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's tough.
0: So it is definitely hard and I feel like I write the best when I'm uh, in the States because I'm away from everything and that's why I like to travel alone. No one's judging me for my thoughts. I have yeah. more thoughts.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I do, I do want to ask you about the States in a second because, okay, you released, we, we talked about uh, when the storm hits, let's talk about your music for a sec. Um, in 2014, which is almost seven years ago now. And um, it is very different from, from the stuff you're putting out now, but it is, it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful de- debut and put you on the map with stuff like Not Today, for example. But um, how do you look back on it, uh, Judy? Like, are you, are, are you playing it a lot? Are you proud of it? Because uh, you've evolved so much.
0: Well, it's connecting the dots for me. When I listen to that album, I think, Sha, <laughs> cute kid, yeah, <laughs> wanting yeah. to make a record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meeting a bunch of people that were helping out with that. Um, but I don't hear choices in that. I know that these are choices that people made for yeah. me. Um, Interesting. And when I made Morning Sun in Nashville and... I recorded it in 2017 and it came out in 2018. Right. I was so much more mature and I knew what I wanted it to sound like and what I wanted Morning Sun to be was yeah. okay I want a record that just shows who I am as a songwriter and shows the songs and the subjects I want to talk about right now it, and with my first album it was more I have 11 songs, what should I do with them?
1: Sure, sure.
0: It's probably best if I record them all. Um, yeah. Yeah, So yeah, it makes sense. I'm not super proud of it, but I also hear things that I do like, like the string arrangements on that um, are so cool and they're made by uh, Red Limo. Yeah. Uh, string Quartet. And one of the guys from that string corded his name is Jonas. He toured the States with Eddie Vedder. He's such a great nice. guy. He's a Dutch guy. Nice. Um, but we've always remained friends and have worked together over the years. And now I'm recording new stuff. And he played on that, too. So I think out of everything that you're not super sure of, mm-hmm. can come something good. And in Absolutely. my case, that was my collaboration with Jonas. That's still happening today. So,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, obviously I do want to get a morning tapes because it was it's, it's such a great album. But in between, you had this transformational trip I wanted to ask you about. Like, you went to New Orleans, right? You went to New Orleans and you had this uh, kind of like really magical time. Tell us a little bit about it. You went to a school, like to, that's a, such a great story.
0: Yeah, okay. So um, to be completely honest with you, when the storm hits, totally flopped. Nothing happened. Mm. Uh, <laughs> It's sad and at the time it was very confronting because I saw yeah. people do things that I wanted to do and I was like, but I have an album, why can't I do that?
1: Sure, it's almost cute um, now to look back on it now that like you are Judy Blanks but back then it was not as cute basically, yeah. I no,
0: think <laughs> and I felt really, really disappointed when I wasn't invited to play certain showcase festivals. Um, and this was in 2014. I released that album in July mm-hmm. of 2014 and then I had done a little tour that no one showed up to uh, in twenty in, in the fall of 2014. Sure. And then 2015 came around and I had no idea what to do and if I even liked music anymore. Because at that point, I didn't really know if music was something I did because I liked it. Or if music was something I wanted to do because some people liked it and I liked the idea of that you know
1: right right
0: um so i didn't really know what music meant to me anymore and uh also i didn't really fit into the jazz world because some people called it uh, you know a jazz influenced album but I-, I knew nothing about jazz i just used a couple of major seventh chords you know right right right, right. <laughs> uh, so um eventually i ended up fixing an internship at uh school in a very rural town in southern southwest Louisiana and that was Jennings Jennings Louisiana so random but so cool
1: you know so beautiful
0: yes and something really magical happened there uh because you know when the storm hits is a very piano driven album Um, Yeah, but I came there to do this internship at uh an elementary school yeah and first of all the people I stayed with had no piano uh second those kids only sang folk songs
1: oh my god those kids loved you i those kids were probably obsessed with you i can't they were
0: yeah, and yeah, i was obsessed. oh with my them. god oh, they they, they never
1: forgot you jesus I, I can see it yeah go ahead
0: sometimes <laughs> they still comment on my youtube videos like hey you were my teacher at welsh elementary
1: <laughs> unbelievable
0: it's so cute so cute um, And they keep growing. In my mind, they're still the little kids, but it's five years ago now, so some of them are in high school.
1: And yeah, Um, that that trip reinvigorated you, right? I I, I suppose.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because I taught those children, I saw them sing, and they sang such simple songs, but they believed them, even though folk song lyrics are sometimes a little weird. Um, But I recognized those lyrics from songs that I thought were the Wood Brothers, like, a Little Liza Jane. I thought that was their song. I didn't know that was a folk song. at the Right. Um, and then the kids had to sing that. Um, and, yeah, I, I picked up a guitar simultaneously uh, on that trip. So yeah. I taught myself a few chords. I knew, like, three. And all uh-huh. of a sudden, there were four and five and six. Oh, my God. Um, I love this story. And then... I just wanted to play. I had a little fire burning inside of me that said, you're in the States now. You should play if you can. Um, And I was there for two months. So I had time. And at this time, there was an open mic at Luna Live in Lake Charles. Mm -hmm. This music venue and and bar in downtown Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, And my friends took me there. And I knew I had to play three songs so I practiced uh, one of the songs that was originally on piano and then I wrote two new songs uh, so I could play them on that open mic night and at that open mic night there was a guy from a local radio station and his name was uh, Braylon Jenkins I think Mm -hmm. yeah Braylon Jenkins Uh, he was from McNeese State Radio and he asked me if I wanted to be on his radio show. And I did. And another friend took me there on a Wednesday morning and I played my song and some people heard it. And then he said, hey, I'm hosting an event at this coffee shop called Stellar Beans. Uh, Are you interested to play? I said, how long do I have to play for? And he said, 45 minutes. So I went, "Mm, 45 (laughs) minutes? I can barely play this thing. Uh, But the show was 10 days away, and I just practiced and practiced and practiced until I was barely good enough to do it. But I made it, and I went to Luna Live, and it was just before I went home, to back to the Netherlands, and something so special happened. Um, I played in the corner of this super long, kind of a a shotgun building building. coffee shop and you know how coffee shops are they're loud it was a Sunday afternoon people come there to chat and I imagined it was going to be just me playing songs in the back for maybe three people listening but as soon as I started playing they shut down the coffee machines and everyone just went quiet and was listening and it was such a magic moment for me because at that moment, I realized, I do want to do this.
1: Oh, my God. I have goosebumps, Judy. <laughs> this is Me like a too. movie. I, I tell you, like, sometimes, like, like you, t- you, you tell this story, and it's your life, and, and you're telling it like it's your life, but that's a movie. Like, like, I need you to understand, people would go to the movie theater, and, like, see this whole scene of you in New Orleans with the kids, with Lake Charles. It's super epic. I love this.
0: Thanks. Um, yeah it is it is a special story and i'm so grateful that i took those opportunities and that experience just spiked a whole new thing for me because i came home i uh, took all my savings that i had left and i bought a guitar yeah um and from that moment on i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bring my piano to shows anymore i want to play this guitar so i played every day and I got—I remember it was so vividly pace. that I got invited to play this festival because at the time I was a, a little well known in the Netherlands. So I did—I did play shows, and I—I uh, I said sure, um, but I'm not going to bring the piano. I'll just bring the guitar. And I remember thinking this was a, a festival where I had to play several shows, and I figured it was a good idea for me to to just play the guitar, and I would yeah. learn faster if like I would to do burn it the that bridge. Way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it ended up totally being that after that show yeah. i just never picked up the the piano i never brought a piano to a show after that
1: yeah because you made it a must like when i when, when should becomes a must then change happens you made it a must you didn't have your. Piano. it was
0: a total must and i'm so happy i did that and um, i've been taking leaps of faith ever since and the last year it got me to play americana fest which for me was such a big deal let's talk, that's about, where it let's all talk about that
1: because it's so i mean look i could talk to you for days and look like you're gonna <laughs> you're just gonna have to come next year back and we'll talk about you know recording in nashville in uh, Sack Brown studio and we'll talk about the awards you're gonna win in the next two years but let's talk about americana fest because that was huge that was huge that's when you first came into our radar probably millions of people's radars then uh, just tell us about that experience
0: when I got the message that I was playing Americana Fest, I I just started crying. Where because, were you? Uh <laughs> at a very Dutch place. I was in Utrecht on the canal. Mm-hmm. Like on the I was walking on the canal canal, probably getting a coffee. Oh my God. And then like I got Dutch, an email. Dutch imagery.
1: Yeah. It is very Dutch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I got an email saying from my booking agent that said, congratulations, you you made it in. You, you're you playing Americana Fest. And at that time I realized something very special was going on because no Dutch artist to that point had ever played Americana Fest. And right it's so hard not to be phony because I felt like a lot of the Dutch people that were interested in Americana and folk music were just all putting on hats and putting on boots and then making an accent, and I didn't want to be that person. So when I went to Nashville to record Morning Sun, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be like that. I just wanted my songs to be recorded in a beautiful way Mm -hmm. um, in the city that kind of inspired so much of it. Right. um, Which was Nashville. And I did, and I recorded it there. And then to be recognized as, this is cool. You made an album. It got a re-release in 2019, so it's at Grimey's now. You can get yeah. it there. Um, but for them, for the Americana Music Association to say, you're with us, do your thing, that just, it felt like someone welcoming a very, like some God welcoming me with open arms. Yeah. And uh, that I think that's why it meant so much. Because I'd been looking for that place. Like, where do I fit in? Who am I? Oh, and, yeah, they've just been so welcoming to me. And I've, I've been doing a few live streams for them. And, yeah, it's just special to be a part of something bigger, I yeah. guess.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you, in a way, I almost I'm, – I'm grateful as an American that you are, like, adopted now, in a way. You That's know, because, what it
0: feels like. Yeah, I'm it, your it, baby.
1: It feels like like – I'm so grateful that you're, like, enriching us because you – it's like you know – more about the american soul than many people here if that makes sense i don't know yeah you know yeah it just feels like you get it so thank you yeah, i appreciate that absolutely and I, okay and and, and uh, tell us a little bit about the performance itself did you meet a lot of your heroes were you were your nervous wreck like how do you do it
0: well uh, my official showcase mm-hmm. was the last thing i played that week so after that i had no shows anymore uh and in that week my schedule was crazy. I played a showcase at um, uh, Baby Robot, who's yeah. my publicist. Um, I played their showcase at the King House. I played multiple shows at um, the House of Songs events, because sure. I had also been part of the songwriting retreat uh, that they put together. So I played like four shows with them. So and great. then... At Grimey's, I did something. Right. And at uh, Martin's Barbecue Joint.
1: Oh, my God. I can't wait for reality to come back. It's going to be so fun.
0: I played so much and I did so many interviews and I was just running from one place to the next that whole week um, that when I got to do my final showcase, I felt ready. Yeah. And I felt like, hey, I was so excited for it. And I had seen so many other great bands play that I, I was just super excited to excited. do my yeah. thing.
1: That's awesome. You got the confidence. You, you were ready. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I, I think all of my, my nerves just dropped as soon as I hit the stage because I, I thought, okay, I just need to do this. And it. this is why I came here. And I am here because I can do this. And that's why I'm going to do it now.
1: Oh, my God, Judy. That's awesome. And this is just the beginning, by the way. We can't wait to see what's next. You have to come back when you start winning CMA Awards and Grammys. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's,
1: that's the arrangement here. You've been so generous with your time, Judy. Um, I, I do. I, there's a rumor that you may play a song for us, so I, I don't want to let that opportunity escape us. What are you thinking?
0: Ooh, um, well, I have two options. I could play 1995. Classic. Uh, classic favorite. Or I could play Tangled Up in You." Which is a Spotify favorite.
1: What are you Uh, feeling?
0: I don't know. I'll let you decide. Okay.
1: All right. Let's go with 1995, just to introduce our audience to the amazing Judy Blanks. By the way, 1995 is the year when the universe gave us her presence.
0: All right. You're a four-leaf clover in a field of green. It's a miracle I found you. You're everything in the in-between. I know that in my head. But I keep on looking for that fatal flaw. Or even just a small one. Trying to justify this gypsy heart. I haven't found one yet. Maybe I'm too young to grow old with you I don't want to feel it, but sometimes I do And I know I might regret it if I let this love slip through But I'm afraid I am too young to grow old with you When I see the horizon, there's a long straight line Where the ocean meets the sky And I won't be ready to tie it down Till I find out what's behind I will send you letters and a photograph Will you keep them in your pocket? So I know you will remember me When I come back down the line Baby, I'm too young to grow old with you. I don't want to feel, but sometimes I do. and I know I might regret it if I let this love slip through. But I'm afraid, I'm too young to grow old with you. Yes, and I know, I know is on the line I hope you know you know you know you know so is mine baby I'm too young to grow old with you I don't want to feel new, but sometimes I do And I know I might regret it if I let this love slip through. But I'm afraid I am too young to grow old with you. I'm afraid I am too young to grow old with you.
1: Judy Blank. Judy blank. Judy blank. Oh my God. There are no words. There are no words, Judy. Thank you so much. That was phenomenal. You lifted our souls. Thank you so much, Judy.
0: Oh my gosh. You made my day, Jamie. This was very fun. And you can always ask me back. I'm always down to talk.
1: Awesome. Now, you know, you have a, a fan in Florida and uh, yes! I'm, sure our, I'm sure our paths will cross somehow, but uh, thank you so much, Judy.
0: Thanks. Uh, yeah. Talk soon. Talk soon. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts the Podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.